Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you interested in angels, demons, spirits, ghosts, and monsters? Are you curious about their origins, tales, and influence upon history and on the present day? If so, sit back, relax, and welcome to Southern Demonology, the podcast that explores all of this and more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, all. Welcome back to Southern Demonology. And as always, I'm your host, JJ. Today, I have a rather special treat for you, one that I have been looking forward to for quite a while. I have unfortunately plumbed all of my local ghost story resources. I have told all the ones that I've known I've hit rock bottom for what even what my mom knows. And because it's the Halloween special, I really wanted to feature some great ghost stories. But the last thing I wanted to do was to go to Reddit and regurgitate cheap content because I'm not about the cheap. I'm so sorry. So I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? I think I've got a really good friend who knows some stuff. And so I do, and she does. And so I have invited her here today, and she has graciously accepted, which tickles my heart to death. You may remember her from the Aramaic Incantation Bowls episode, which was split into two parts. I think it was episode 38 and 39, if my memory serves. And she bombarded us with some of the best academic information around incantation bowls, which are such a fascinating topic. If you have not heard those, I highly recommend you go check those out. Christy is an amazing academic, an even more amazing person, and she has some stuff that I think is going to terrify and make your Halloween oh so much more spookier. Christy, how are you doing today? I'm fabulous. That was uh, that was an amazing intro. I really hope that I can live up to it. <laughs> You're much you too kind. You have lived up to it every single day I have ever talked to you. She is one of my best friends online. Love her to death. And uh, yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. I, I know how you are. So <laughs> <laughs> You made my whole month. Oh, dear Lord. If I make someone's month, then there's something wrong because it's just me. But anyway, (laughs) I have been thinking about actually starting a uh, 
a new series called Academics Talk Ghosties. If that actually happens, then this will be the inaugural episode with the lovely Chris here with us. But I know that you have told me that you have some amazing stories to share, and I, for one, would love to hear them. I know everyone else would, too. So would you like to go ahead and launch into your first one? Absolutely. Yeah, it would be my pleasure. So I've got, I've got three. Let, let's do this in a, in a tripartite manner, I guess. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Triptych. There we go. Let's do a triptych. One of these I can't prove at all, and you can believe it or not, and that's your business. The other one I can prove because there are newspaper clippings. And I'll go ahead and send them to JJ. So if you'd like to put them in the in the show notes or whatever, uh, you're more than welcome to. And then the third bit, well, there are there is documentation, but you can't prove me wrong, which is what I care about. So <laughs> technically right go. is the best right. <laughs> I love it. So I guess like the first panel of our of our triptych here, I have a relative, someone very close to me that has been practicing tarot and all of that, you know, witchy goodness since before I, well before I was born and I'm 30, am I? So, um. 23, what? <clears throat> yeah, 23. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. Yeah. I, my 21st birthday for a decade and a half. Anyway. So, uh, she, I know loads of folks like don't buy into it and that's fine. No worries. Like I'm not here to judge. Like, and I, am an agnostic with most things so you know but she has no reason to make these things up and no reason to lie to me about it oh jj i got lots of stories about her that i haven't told you either but uh but one of my favorite ones so she babysat me and my brother when we were about a year old in the mountains in new mexico Mm -hmm. so this is late 80s like 88 89 and she was doing her her tarot thing and yada yada. And the town's very small, and so people knew about it. And this friend of hers asked my relative to come over and and help her out. And so my new relative says, "Well, what's going on?" And this family lived in this home, and they had just had a baby, and then they had a little girl that was maybe three or four ish, like big enough to get out of bed by herself and talk, right? Like. Baby. children are odd for me like they have certain stages where like can't hold your head up you don't have kneecaps yet and now you can get up and talk and kind of make sense and then like i don't know like seven then on till puberty you're fine <laughs> so my relative goes over there and the mother's talking about how she'll you know leave the baby in the stroller because the baby will sleep in the stroller and and stuff and like it'll like she'll be able to do dishes or do you know whatever and if she leaves the room and turns to come back, then the stroller will be like in the doorway. And she's like, excuse me. And it happens a lot, you know, or she'll leave the stroller in, you know, the living room and then go over to the kitchen and she can still see the stroller or whatever. And she'll start doing the dishes and turn around and the strollers move again. And she's mm. freaking her out. But the thing that's really bothersome is that this little girl will just wake up screaming. And I thought maybe she was having night terrors at first, you know, because that's pretty common for children that age and for you know people. But uh, but she would wake up and she would say that someone's like in her face and like watching her sleep and she wouldn't go to sleep. And it was this awful, awful, awful kept going on. 
And so my relative went over there and this woman was like, I think something, you know, and I'm sure like cabinets would be open or closed or like random things like that, but never anything malicious, right? Like it was never anything that was like bothersome in, in that sense from mm-hmm. like the film Poltergeist or anything like that. And so this lady was like, yeah, like whatever it is, like it doesn't have to leave, but this kind of stuff has to stop. This, this isn't okay. And so my relative was communicating with this spirit entity being whatever you want to call it. And I remember the thing that struck me, there are two things about this story that, that keeps it one of my favorites. So my relative is, is, you know, communicating. And she told me that she said, well, Chris, you know, I, I always thought, you know, if a person was slow, like, you know, handicapped mentally, I was thought if they were slow, it was due to some kind of a physical issue, some kind of a physical, you know, manifestation, right? Like that causes the synapses to not work properly, like however you want to describe that. And she said, but it was the damnedest thing because when I was talking to, I mean, I'm going to say him, they, I don't know. I, I just used him for most things. So like my car's a boy. So anyway, so don't take that as the gospel truth. But she said, relative said you know but I was when I was talking to him I got this feeling of like being slow she said she'd never experienced that before or since and she thought it was really interesting and so do I and she's further communicating with this being spirit thing guy <laughs> and uh, the nowhere man and my relative asked like what's up with the stroller like why do you keep moving things around like it's what's up like it's it's in a certain place for a reason and he said well i'm afraid that you know the baby's going to get hurt and like it's not being watched all the time and they have to be watched all the time essentially is like the gist of what was going on and so he would move the stroller to make sure that you know nobody forgot about the baby or whatever and you know my relative was like okay we you gotta cut that out and then my relative asked so what's up with this little girl like, what are you doing with this little girl? Like, I heard you've been watching her sleep and like, that's creepy. What are you doing? Like, why, like, why are you scaring her? Because like anybody would be scared if somebody's like eating your face when you're sleeping. Right. And this is a second part that struck me. And he said, I like her breath. And. Oh, that's like, creepy. Yeah. But it's, but it's, I think it's, I think it's kind of endearing because if you're not alive, you don't need to breathe. Like you can still watch the passage of time you can still do lots of other things you know if we're going to go with the idea that you still are sentient and of yourself or whatever whatever that means to you but if if you're not alive you don't need to breathe and so like that's that's why he would watch her because he that was something that that he enjoyed and so I, i thought that was really interesting this is creepy for two reasons that it, I, at least I can think of, and I would love to know your thoughts on it. First, I can understand that, you know, if someone is mentally handicapped, then yes, it is due to a, a physical condition in the brain or somewhere around it. But to have that then, shape a person's existence, spirit, whatever you want to call it, 
to past death, that is, I have never even considered that possibility. And that is just, that's more frightening than anything else I could think of. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that I've thought of as well. And I don't, if she ever did tell me that I've forgotten, but I don't know that she ever like was able to confirm that this entity or whatever, like had been living previously. And so, you know, like take that with a grain of salt. Cause I, I don't recall either way, but no, you're, you're completely right. Like, I think that's very interesting. And if you go with the idea of like what you love and what makes you happy and what makes you comfortable while you're living is what you'll get when you're dead. Then if that's how that, you know, if it was a person, let's pretend if that's how that person was, then maybe that's how that worked out. Like, I'm going to completely nerd out here for a second, but there's an episode of Supernatural that is my absolute episode, like absolute favorite episode. And it's like during the apocalypse arc and it's centralized like around Castiel. And he talks about how, about how he goes and visits, like everyone gets their own heaven. Like that'll be like perfect for them. And Castiel talks about how his favorite heaven to visit was this like perennial, like sunny Tuesday afternoon where this man is just flying a kite. And it was, he would, I don't, I don't recall if he was autistic. I don't recall like, what kind of and i'm gonna i'm gonna caveat here like i'm not trying to say that like i'm not trying to like shame people for any kind of like disabilities or anything like that like i i struggle myself with mental health problems like my brother is autistic like i'm not trying to like that's kind of like oh like i can't be racist because my friend's black but like so when i use these terms like i'm not trying to to sound dismissive or anything like that oh and you're not no I, i get where you're coming from totally don't worry about that okay because like I know sometimes like I, my sarcasm and my normal speaking voice can sound very similar and I don't want to come off as insensitive. Anyway, so back to the episode. So no, trust yeah, me, so it, your sincerity is ringing through. I promise you. Okay. Okay. Good. Cause like, that's always something that I try to be aware of and like not sound like a douche. But yeah, so th- th- this episode, like it was this, this man that had died like in the bathtub and he was autistic and he died in the bathtub and his favorite, like his, his forever heaven is just this forever sunny Tuesday afternoon flying a kite in the yard. And like, that's all that would make him happy. So I went on that tangent to say, if you're, we are beings that are created once and not reincarnated or not some kind of amalgamation of other things, then if that's, what you're accustomed to and what you enjoy, then maybe even if you are offered something else, then you don't want it. What do you think? First, I have, I have yet to proceed out of season one of Supernatural. Not because I don't like it. I just have never had the chance to watch it. So, um, yeah, I can't really. And, and, after, and after the apocalypse arc, after the apocalypse arc, it all goes downhill. It's awful. It's garbage. But anyway. But the Apocalypse arc is fantastic. Well, the first season is nothing to write home about. That's why it's mm-hmm. been a, a bit of a struggle to even get past yeah. it. But it's, it's very monster of yeah, the week, that, which even, even with your love of Japanese much. media. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Um, if you have not, I think I'm actually going to talk about this on my Bites episode, but 
if you get the chance, if you happen to have a Shutter account or you can find it elsewhere, but it is a Japanese movie from the 60s called A Hundred Monsters. It is fantastic. Like, are it, there it's actually 100 monsters? Around. There, there are. There's not really quite that many, maybe, but they do show well, then, quite okay, a no, few. Okay, no, no, no. It's a lie right out the gate. Do not want it. <laughs> <laughs> but it features the best one, which is Kamikasa, the umbrella monster. And, oh, God, it, it's just such a good movie. I was really happy to watch that. You know, it has nothing to do with us. That sounds awesome and terrifying, but also funny. And like that sort of like, uh, like, like horror of the mundane, like taken to like, it's a logical conclusion, I think, right? Like, it, yeah, it, it's kind of like a regular samurai type of show where the rich are perpetrating evil and there's a lone samurai who comes along to try to help. But then there are these ghosts which are being upset because the what is it the the rich lord wants to tear down their shrine and so it's alex jones who wrote a fan fiction about himself as a samurai is what you're saying pretty much (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it was a good movie and that sounds awesome like no joke the other thing Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That is creepy. Is I get your point that you brought up about if you're dead and you still have a, a, a living consciousness, then perhaps, you know, that's one thing that you like. But two other possibilities are, you know, one, if this thing was not ever alive, then that by necessity makes it demonic, at least within my limited worldview, I guess you could say. And that has a whole nother set of ramifications. But the thing I was really going after is it just brings to mind all of these medieval tales of cats or spirits that would sit on the chest and draw out the breath and absorb life. And mm. yeah, yeah, no. And, and, and I totally get you with like, with the, with the demonic facet of that, like, obviously that sort of depends on where you, where you start from. Right. Right. And I think that you and I start from different places in that respect the hag on the chest to the witch on the chest like the sleep paralysis 
and thankfully I've, I've not experienced sleep paralysis because I hear it's absolutely terrifying. But yeah, like that feeling of like that pressure on your chest, like just in and of itself, but you're right. Like you're having this happen to you and the only explanation is demons. And so, you know, you had some weird half asleep vision and like, right. Like there's a witch on your chest or a cat and like they're breathing out this quite literal, like necessary life force. Right. Like you can go without eating or drinking for so long, but like you really kind of need to breathe. <laughs> like, you know, exactly. Have you ever seen the movie, the nightmare? I don't think so. <laughs> no, but it sounds scary. Is it a nightmare? So we Wait, watched it. It very well could. It's probably the creepiest <laughs> documentary that I have ever seen. We watched it as part of our regular Wednesday movie nights for our Discord server, but it's all about sleep paralysis and the tales that these people relate are just creepy. But in a lot of these people, they have suffered from some leave it open to like, maybe it's an alien, some leave it to, you know, probably demonic and the people that have suffered from these sleep paralysis episodes for the majority of their lives they are just wrong like there is something so wrong with how they behave and act and that was the creepiest part to me of the entire thing but no it's a phenomenal movie i'm gonna look that one up like yeah i mean like my my armchair psychologist is like going absolutely insane right now but i mean you know so i've had lucid dreams there was a string where i was having like lucid nightmares i went into shock after one of them like i woke up and was talking to my buddy who uh, worked in ems at the time he's like all right so you're in mild shock get up and have a cigarette take a bath you'll be fine and i was like dude sean i, I had a dream and he's like yeah it's all right but yeah, I mean, like, there was there was one nightmare that I couldn't wake myself up from. And that's like a whole other story. I mean, if you want to talk creepy dreams and stuff, then we can do that. I do want to I talk about one thing with you. Right. Yeah. I have been delving deeper and deeper into TikTok. Don't hate me for that. Nah. Maybe it's because I'm subscribed to every paranormal creator that I can get my hands on. And <laughs> right. they, in turn, have begun to subscribe to me. But there is this subset of videos that are all talking about lucid dreaming. And they always pose one of two questions. When you're lucid dreaming, go up to the person or people in your dream and either ask them, you know, this is a dream, right? Or can you tell me the date and time? And People will do anything and everything for their moment in the limelight. So I take all of this with heaping mountains of salt. But the reactions are pretty similar to each other. It's either the people they're talking to, if they're laughing, they will just go deadpan still and look at them. And usually their eyes return black and they will say, we don't speak of such things here. Or they turn like they morph into something awful. And I, I can't lucid dream to save my life. I've never had a lucid dream in my life. 
So in the fact to hear that you just brought that up, it, it was just, that's the first thing that sprung to mind of, oh my God, if you ever lucid dream, ask this, because I am dying to know. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, it was, it was weird, because, like, a lot of, so, like, a lot of my lucid dreams were tactile, the one that I mentioned that, that gave me the, the mild case of shock. Mm-hmm. Long story short, um, I was shot in the chest multiple times, and I remember, like, I was breathing, but I remember feeling, like, the blood, like, filling up my lungs, and I remember thinking, am I dying? Like, is, if this is dying, it, do- it doesn't really hurt, like, they said it would, and, like, I started getting tunnel visioned, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you can't die in a dream or whatever, no, 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 I died, like, I died, and then I woke up, like, I died. I am so glad that you said that. Not that you died. That's that, that's the awful. Oh my god, that was an awful way of of saying that. No. <laughs> I mean, I can guarantee you that someone somewhere has said it unironically, so it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> I have died multiple times in my sleep, in dreams, and I, whenever there's supposed to be pain, that's the one thing that's always absent. Like, I never feel the pain. Like, one time I, I was, like, in this dystopian sci-fi kind of, like, video game experience, and someone pointed a type of plasma rifle at me and shot me, and I, like, my entire skin just disintegrated off of my bone. And Jesus. But I, I didn't feel it. That's the thing. I, mm-hmm. Like, my brain was screaming at me, oh, my God, such excruciating pain. But yeah, right. the reality was there was just nothing there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't recall. I mean, God, like this is friggin' like ten or twelve years ago at this point. The super scary one because it's a long story. The super scary one because like there were lots of them that you know something would be happening, it'd be a nightmare, and I'd be like, "Hang on, this is some bullshit," <laughs> and like then I'd be able to like turn it around or like wake myself up. And right. you know, I don't, I don't recall ever being able to do cool stuff like flying but like whatever the bad thing was i could you know it would stop because i'm like this is stupid this is a dream like you have to do what i tell you to do but like i never said it out loud it was just kind of like me talking in my head as i assume other people do (laughs) thinking to myself but like the 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 one super scary one like i i legitimately like woke myself up screaming is how i woke up Ooh. it oh god i mean if if you want to do a little clip then i can tell you I felt lots of things. There was no pain involved. I was grabbing at things like I, 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 I felt everything that I touched. But the part that was that was terrifying was that I was like, oh, no, scary thing is happening. I'm like, cool, time to wake up and time to wake up, time to wake up. I couldn't speak in my dream at all. Like, even if I wanted to, like, I couldn't move my mouth. And, you know, and I was like, this doesn't happen. to normal people. This isn't happening. Like, you know, and so like. It, like that was that was absolutely terrifying part is like I knew it was a dream and I knew I was gonna wake up and I couldn't make it happen. And like that was no, absolutely terrifying. Like like one of my like big things like for my whole life, so all your armchair shrinks out there can have a go at me. My whole life I've had nightmares about spiders because screw spiders, they're terrifying, they're great. I I can't handle it. I can't I can't I can't do it. Like, I will like send you Jones. pictures of all my pet tarantulas. 
do you really have petulant? No, you really dear have Lord, pet- no. I have dogs. <laughs> I do, that is the limit of my pet ownership. Oh, man. So, like, spiders? And then um, the general theme of being taken somewhere I don't want to go and no one will help me. Hmm. That specific, That specific theme of, like, someone making me do something or, like, physically taking me somewhere and I can't get help. And so whatever that says about me as a person, but that was like part of that super scary dream. And yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was absolutely terrifying, like absolutely terrifying. And that had to have been, yeah, like, so, okay. So I've talked around it. It was, (laughs) it was, there's a little, there's a little alien man, but like, I remember what he was wearing. He was wearing a suit. I could tell you exactly what it looked like. I could tell you what my apartment looked like. It was like, it, it was everything. It, it, yeah. Like it was absolutely terrifying. And uh, yeah. And, uh, and so like in my, in my head, I started like screaming at this little alien man, like in my head, I'm like, dude, f- you like go f- yourself. I'm not going anywhere. Cause like I was like hovering in the stream. And so I was like in my bedroom. And so I kept like trying to like grab things to pull myself down. So I was trying to like, grab my bookcase. Cause I was like, Oh cool. I'm floating. And like my whole body felt like pin, like you know, like the tingling pins and needles, but like not when it hurts and not when it's super ticklish, but when it just kind of like feels kind of cool, that feeling, but like on my whole body, and I was like floating in the air, and I was like, oh, this is rad. Like, am I gonna get like a flying dream finally? And I was just kind of like floating around my bedroom and like really slowly, but like I was like, you know, I'd bump into the wall, and again, super slowly, so it didn't hurt at all. Oh, and then like I bounce off of that and bump into the bookcase. I'm like, okay, like after a while I was like, all right, this is boring. I can't control anything. And like I couldn't really move my head a whole whole lot. And so like I tried to grab my bookshelf and, you know, pull myself down and like that didn't work. And I had a pile of blankets corner that I ended up in and I tried to grab a couple of different ones of those to try and like get something. Like to I guess like subconsciously try and like ground myself, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember like the feel of like the different blankets, like they were each made of different material and that didn't work. And so I'm like, all right. And so the way my apartment was, is like, I had a really large like living room area and that, and one entire wall was a, um, I was on the third floor. So it was like a, a patio deck balcony, whatever. But that entire wall was like a sliding glass door. So it was like the whole thing. And so in, in this dream, I started floating out of my bedroom. And so if you imagine it kind of like a T, like the, my bedroom and bathroom were directly across from each other. And then the rest of it was the, you know, the living area and like the kitchen. And it was all kind of just like one big room. And so I'm starting to float out like at an angle. And like, I managed to move my head a little like enough. And like, there's a little gray man standing there. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I was like, sorry? <laughs> and he was standing there, like, staring out my patio door. I mean, it was closed. And I was, on, again, I was on the third floor, so I never locked it. And it was closed, and he was just standing there. And it was light outside. And I could see him. But, and he was a, a little gray man, but he was silver because he was, he was wearing, like, a silver jumpsuit. Like, it had, like, a little, like, zipper with, like, a little, like, key ring at the neck like so you could just like pull it down and wearing like a helmet that made him look like a little gray man like the standard like 
what you you know what you would imagine. Yep, standard gray. Yeah, but he was wearing you know he was wearing a, a suit of some kind. Like that's not I don't, I have no idea what it looked like actually. And so I'm sitting there and I'm floating and I start to like slow like slowly float toward him. And that's when I'm like, okay, time to wake up. Cool, this is cool and everything, but time to wake up. And like, I wasn't waking up. And I was like, this doesn't happen. Like, this isn't happening. And I was like, this is a f- dream. Like, it's time to wake up now. Like, let's go. And I could, I could turn my head like just enough, like to be able to like keep him in the periphery. And I'm getting closer towards him. And then this f- turns his head and looks at me. And I freaked out. I was like, calling him every name under the sun and then some and i was just like f you like we're not doing this like you know this is a dream this doesn't happen to real people this is not a thing that's happening and it surely isn't happening to me it's time to wake up and this is a dream and we're not doing this and like go you and you're not taking me anywhere and like you know just like railing and the last thing i remember is like because like again like i couldn't open my mouth like i couldn't do anything which i thought was also like like that was like a new thing and I woke myself up screaming because I said, for the love of God, won't somebody help me? And that's what woke me up. Then oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, like, it's, it's funny hearing but, it. Like, because like, who talks like that? Like, for the love of God, won't somebody help me? Somebody think of the children. But, yeah. Like, no, no. That, was, I mean, that dream is such a slow progression of terror. Because you you find yourself floating. Okay, that's fine. But then you can't control it. Okay, that's weird. And then you can't break out of it. I was so bored. I think I was so bored during it. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know? But, oh, my God. I mean, way to ratchet up the action throughout the entire thing. Holy crap. Right? And I can't write stories to save my life. So good job, brain. Way to waste all that potential. <laughs> Well, it's better than my normal, which is to be trapped in a house and, uh, you know, a horde of zombies is trying to devour you. So, yeah, oh. I've got weird dreams, too. I'm there with you on that one. All right. So we have, uh, is there anything more to this particular story before we move on to the next one? No, 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 no. Okay. Then why don't you take it on with the second piece of the trifecta or triplet whatever you're calling it <laughs> yeah all of these things all all the tries whatever you want what, oh shoot the triforce yeah yes thank you for listening to southern demonology find us online at southerndemonology.com where you can find all of our social and podcasting links. Also, if you have a moment, please feel free to rate this podcast and leave any encouraging feedback that you may have. As always, I am JJ, and it has been a pleasure getting to talk to you today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 